0: Hello, everybody! Welcome to the Charge Shot Games Cast. No, I am not Thomas. I am your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Seeking, and joining me is Justin. R.I.P. Thomas. Okay, he's not dead, but we'll get to that in a moment. And of course, uh, joining us, who is the, our Godzilla ologist, who is now graduated to full-on Charge Shot member, uh, or he always was, but now he's part of the
1: actual table now going forward. Tyler, Tyler, welcome to the welcome to the big stage, buddy. You know, I was used to being part of a podcast, but all I got is a game
2: cast. Damn it! Yeah, this is this. <laughs> that's that's how you want your first one this to is... be. Yeah, I wanted to open what, with uh, the Malibu's Most starting.
1: Wanted reference because every time wow. I hear the word game cast, I always think of that scene. Oh boy! All right,
0: Thomas, this is a mistake. Um,
1: anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come Come right, I'm sorry. Like, I I can't ruined do this. I ruined shark shot guys I'm sorry. So, okay,
2: look. <laughs> we we've officially jumped the shark. We brought in uh what is that? Cousin yeah, Eddie. Yeah, pretty much yeah. the cousin Eddie. Right going to go downhill from here. <laughs>
0: no, he's the um he's the nephew from Brady Bunch. I don't who was just like what the fuck are you doing, your kid? No, you're better than that. Or like bringing Oliver uh, I think Steve Oliver. So family yeah. matters. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that that show well. Then we be, that means you become the star and we become relevant, which is will probably will happen. Um, Did
1: least, I do that? From, uh,
2: yeah, uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you're more like Leonardo DiCaprio in Growing Pains. Like you're you're coming in, arguably too late to get a full character arc. <laughs> you know what? But, like people still I'm watch. just too, I'm
1: just happy enough to be Leo DiCaprio, honestly. Like that's the best compliment I'll ever get. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty flattering.
0: Yeah, you just remember, you get fucked by a bear to win an Oscar, so just keep that in mind. Um, yes, sir. All right. Yeah, hey, whatever exactly, it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, so, uh, let's address a few things first before we get into sort of like the jovial stuff. We got to get the heavy stuff out of the way. Um, so, for uh, those you don't know, uh, Thomas was the host, the owner of this site, Chart Shot, and this podcast, kind of the reason... Um, Justin invited me to be on the show. What was it? Three years ago now, I think something like that. A four year, three four years. Yeah. And um, recently, uh, we won't go uh, going too much into detail. Uh, pretty much, Thomas has pretty much just lost heart in making content. His heart's not in anymore. You probably could tell from listening to Game's Cast, where it just the enthusiasm wasn't there. Um, and that just that just happens. Um, he's fine. Um, we still talk to him on a daily basis. He's okay. Um, it's just that in terms of doing like this, this is a grind. Uh, I, you know, I did a Marvel podcast for like five years and sometimes you just need a break and you just don't have it anymore. And when you come back, you come back, either come back better or maybe you change things up, you know? So, um,
2: going for come back fully charged.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, he is always welcome. He is not gone. Uh, he is always welcome. So whenever he decides to come back, if he wants to come back. Uh, we will be a four-man crew again, um, calling back to the days of old, but for now, uh, it'll be me uh, as your host going week to week, starting now every Mondays uh, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and of course the podcast uh, audio released later in the week. And then, um, yeah, um, and now technically Thomas has put the site over to me, so now I am officially the owner of com, so that doesn't mean I'm going to be all deterioral or anything like that, or like make Justin write essays on why VTubers are amazing and he
2: can't, <laughs> and, and otherwise he has to leave. It's not going to happen yet. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Ben was already a dictator before those changeovers, so it's the whole, the point is it's yeah, nothing new.
0: Um, it's just like now I have a, I have <laughs> a title changed. now. <laughs> That's all. So, it's yeah. still a collaborative effort. Um, you know, it's just that the site's in my name, but it's, all, it's always collaborative. Like, Justin's running the stream, so there you go. Because if I tried to run the stream, it would be moving like this over and over. We don't want that. We want to deliver some kind of quality to you.
2: And I, I made the overlays and everything, so it just made sense to, yes. you know... I already had That's it all, all set up.
0: So, uh, yeah, so that being said, I know it's not ideal to hear, but he's not dead. He's pine. Um, fine, But um, going forward, you he just, he just won't be hearing his sexy-ass voice uh, going onward. But who knows? Maybe that'll change at some point. We don't know. But all we can do is...
2: For the record, RIP stands for Rest and Peace. I'm, he yeah, needs rest. That's, that's true. Um, not unless <laughs> not unless you're the Undertaker. If, if you're the
0: Undertaker, then it's all, nothing altogether. Then it's like, oh shit, he's going to die um so either way so yeah that's pretty much the whole new era it's going to be us going forward and a new time slot we'll probably you know i i haven't floated around this justin maybe we'll float around with changing the show just a bit but for the most part we'll be sticking to the same format for now until maybe inspiration hits us um but for the most part things will go as normal weekly show talking about video games talking about news you know stuff like that uh so with that Let's get into the jovial stuff, Justin. What have you been playing this week? And please tell me it's more arcade games.
2: I actually haven't done that really? in a little bit now. I need to. Um, I got like I got kind of burnt out going through all of those arcade games for a while. That is, I haven't like gone back and actually like deep di- deep dived mm. into anything. Um, I I should. But I'm waiting for, my friends to come over and play. Like, when my my friends came down for my birthday, we did some games, and that was fun. Um, but yeah, I need to give some more time to it. But anyway, I do want to start by saying mental health is important. Take it seriously. Get help if you need it. Um, don't, like, you know, make yourself a priority. Don't let that stuff slip. Um, because it can be, uh, it can hit you hard when you least expect it. And that's really rough. Um. So, now I'll get to the jovial stuff. (laughs) And, um, most of what I've been playing, (sighs) actually, while we're on the topic of Thomas, um, me and him started up some Outriders over the weekend. The hot new Um, IP. And, yeah. And I thought I should start with that, because it is a new IP, and we're a gaming podcast. Um, it's really fun. Like, the the shooting feels a little loose because it's a third-person, like, cover-based shooter. Um, and so I struggle a little bit with th- third-person shooters and the aiming reticle. Is especially, like, you know, when you're just kind of free-balling it, like, just, just shooting wildly, like, your reticle's in one place. But then when you, like, aim down sights or whatever, it shifts. Whereas, like, in first-person, you're kind of always aiming down sights. So you only have to deal with one view. And so then when you get into cover-based shooters also you tend to have a a lower point of view when you're undercover and then you aim down sights and it like shifts you up. So it's like, you know, you might think you're like your camera is facing the enemy and then you go to actually aim and you're way off. And so it's like, you're just up, you're standing there like getting shot while you're fixing your aim. Um, And so I've, I've never been the biggest fan of third person shooters, but I actually really was enjoying this one um, partially because Thomas was kinda, you know, showing me the ropes and stuff, because he played further than I had. Um, but also I picked the uh what is what was the class called? It's like a ninja, uh-huh. basically. Um I can't remember what it is offhand. But it has like basically kind of like time shifting, like almost electrical looking powers. Um And like the first uh the first like skill you get is this just like huge like sword swipe type thing and it hits any enemies in range of it. Honestly, I think it hits them past what you think the range is. And, uh... There's, like, a brief kind of, like... F- they, they freeze for a second and then you just see, like, their skeletons and it takes, like, a ton of damage. And it's just a really it's satisfying... A ton like, of damage. You know, you don't necessarily know who you've hit. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily know who you've hit at first and then, like all you just see all of these skeletons and like a whole group of enemies are gone (laughs) um and then there's another ability that like just kind of drops down like a dome of um of time slowing um so you combine those two things like you kind of get a group you drop down a time slowing dome so they're just kind of like slow running through it and then your sword charges and you just slash at all of them inside of the slow moving dome And just wreck a whole crowd at once. That sounds cool. Um, And what's really cool is, like, the different classes play differently, obviously. But this one specifically, uh, you get health back for defeating enemies at close range. And generally, the way I play games is, like, I just run in heedlessly and (laughs) attack everything. um, And, you know, take the damage and usually die. And then Thomas gets mad because he has to come res me. And, you know, it's the whole thing. Um, but this game kind of encourages my playstyle because I can run in, like, shotgun blazing, you know, throw a sword slash out, shotgun a few more times until it loads again, and, like, that whole time I'm getting health for, you know, quick killing enemies in succession. So, like, I can just stay on the front line because, like, I'm healing as fast as I'm taking damage. Um, that's not always the case, but, like, it's really, it's, it's a it's a fun difference from the usual shooter because like you don't necessarily need the cover unless you're playing a more ranged, like technical class. Um, But yeah, also like it's a really cool world. Um, Like it's, there's a lot of uh, like cryogenic time stuff going on. Like your character gets frozen multiple times in the prologue. (laughs) so you're just kind of like time hopping accidentally. Freeze Uh, well! But the actual game takes place in Freeze well, Batman! Stay cool. Mr. Mr. Freeze? Because you hit freezing? Chill! Um, What killed the Outriders? (laughs) The Ice Age! The Ice Age! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So, yeah, like the actual game takes place in kind of like a Like a desolate future. Um, Actually, I I was telling Thomas, I was like, it it kind of reminds me of like Anthem done right, but without the mechs. So, like, it doesn't have all the, you know, cool Iron Man gameplay and stuff, which admittedly is my favorite part about Anthem. But the world feels very similar and way more fleshed out than it was in that game. Um, So, just kind of, you know, if you understand that tone, like, you know what to expect here. But yeah, there's some really cool enemy variety. Some hard bosses. Like, the, the bosses actually have, like, uh, casting timers when they use, like, their special abilities or whatever. So it's like they're casting spells and you can, like, interrupt the casting if you use the right attack huh. against them. Um. But yeah, like, some of those special abilities are, are hard and they'll just chase you around the field. Um. But... I'd say it's like, it's kind of a mix between like, like I said, Anthem to an extent, but like Division with kind of the, you know, the cover based shooter type stuff. And then like Borderlands with some of the campiness, um, like the first, the main player doesn't really take anything seriously, even though he's still kind of figuring the world out after being frozen. Um, and then obviously like the looter shooter elements and things like that from Borderlands. Um. But yeah, there, there's a lot to like about that game. Um, I probably won't play it too much by myself because Thomas said it's really hard when you uh, when you're trying to run oh, it no. alone. But I really like playing it with a squad. Um, so yeah, Ben, if you are interested, like it might not be so no, bad. Because no, no, it wouldn't
0: shooting. be. The problem is Monster Hunter. That's the problem. Ripping me away yep. from that. It like if if mo- I was counting on Monster Hunter to not be hooking to me. So, like, yeah, I I would be game, but, like, it's an addiction now.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's nice, like, that it's just kind of a multiplayer game. Um, because, like, I don't feel the pull to it by myself. Mm. But, like, whenever, you know, whenever Thomas is free, I can be like, hey, you want to, just, you want to grind out some Outriders? Because he made a new character to play with me, so it's not like it's affecting his gameplay right. or anything. Um which he chose the technomancer which is kind of like a, a like a gadget focused um class and he said he doesn't really like it that much cuz it's just not you know, his play style
0: but when you one... say technomancer I always think of that video of Gandalf at that rave or he's like doing the
2: <laughs> the, the lights <laughs> <sighs> you Ugh, shall wow. not pass. pass the one thing that's really cool is is a lot of his abilities are like ice mm. focused So, he'll freeze a whole group of enemies, and then I'll come in and, like, sword slash him to death. Uh, So, it's a nice combo, because, like, I slow them, and he freezes them. So, we both kind of work on, like, crown control together. Yeah. Um, He said he felt like (laughs) Sub-Zero. Back on the the ice puns. Um, But, yeah, the other thing really has been... uh, I did, like, literally just start Octopath Traveler before Uh. this, but... I didn't get far enough to say. Um, I chose Ophelia.
0: Oh, that's the that. so nice. that's the
2: that's the cleric, uh, right? Yeah, that was yeah. she was my starting character. She seemed yeah. cool. She's good. Yeah. Um I was between her and the thief and I did the the, di- like you know, the demo version mm-hmm. or whatever I did with the thief. So I figured I'd yeah. do someone else. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do a cleric. Uh but anyway, the other thing I've really been playing, um, Last week, uh, fans of this Twitch channel will know, um, last week my friend and I started an Ocarina of Time online game, which was really cool. Like, it's not perfect. There's some weird glitchy stuff in there, like how it, uh, how it registers like two people in the same area. Um, so like, it's basically like you are playing a single player game with other people. Uh, like they are instanced inside your game. So, like, whenever one of you gets an item, you both get the item. Um, I think whenever one of you gets a key, you both get a key. Things like that. Like, anytime you open a chest and get a thing, like, heart containers are all shared, all that stuff. Um, But a few weird things is, like, if you kill the enemies in a room and it unlocks a door, it doesn't unlock it for the other person. Because they still have to kill Uh. the enemies. Because the enemies are, like, separated per game. Hmm. So, like, you can see them next to you. And, like, they might be slashing at nothing. Because you already killed the enemy. But they're like, ugh! I'm having so much trouble with this enemy, and, like, you don't even see it. So that kind of stuff is weird. And, like, rupees aren't shared. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's kind of lame. It's not so bad. Because you can, like... You can get things separately. So, like, at the beginning of the game... I told him to go get the sword while I grinded out rupees to get the shield. Um, so, like, whatever rupees he would gain, you know, on his way to getting the sword, he'd still have after I bought the shield. So, like, if you're trying to grind out a certain amount of rupees, like, you can do it independently of each other. Um, and so, like, if so, if you know, if there's two things that cost two hundred rupees, you can each get them at the same time, which is pretty nice. Uh, but it does take longer because you know, it's not shared. Yeah, because you're um, accounting for two people instead of just one. Right. But the other thing that's weird is I think, like, we didn't have this issue because we've kind of just been playing together, but I've seen some people doing, like, randomizers and stuff where they just kind of split the focus and they're like, hey, you go do this thing, I'll go do this thing, you know, we'll we'll meet up later. Um If... If you're both in a dungeon and like one of you finishes it and leaves, you both get kicked out. Huh. Um, so again, like if you if you're playing through together, like we were both fighting Goma, um, which I think they were separate Gomas, but you know whatever. Uh, she goes down. You take the heart. You both leave. Like it's it's fine because you're in the same room. Um, it would just be kind of annoying if like you were in the middle of something and someone else beat the dungeon already. Like, if you're trying to split it up and, like, they were getting an optional chest or something, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really cool thing. Um, and I'm excited to do it more. We had some uh, frame drop issues at the end of the stream, so we had to quit. Um, but it is pretty cool because you can make a little bit more progress, at least outside of dungeons. Like I said, inside it's a little tough because there's, you know enemy rooms and things like that that kind of get in the way um, where like since you're you both have to clear out those rooms and stuff you're not really going any faster and a lot of times there's only one path you can go down in a dungeon so you're just like hanging out I imagine the other. water temple would be like, a
1: huge pain in the ass with two players in that instance
2: I don't know if the water levels sink to each other it could actually be really convenient.
0: Oh, I, now I just, I'm getting this funny imagery of like you lower the water level, but your player two hasn't, so you're just literally seeing him flying in midair,
2: because he's still swimming. I mean, that's kind of what oh, I'm thinking. Man. Like, like she can that one the, cut the day with, nights uh,
1: in uh, Kakureko Village.
2: Oh yeah, just yeah. floating around. Um, the day night cycle is not synced, so like uh, I I like rolled my way into Hyrule Castle Town uh like right as it turned the morning, but it was turning night for him. So he's like, How do I get in? Like we you know, we literally can't like be in the town at the same time. Um so I basically went all the way through out to uh the castle area and just like let time pass and then he got in Um and I went back today and then went back in so I knew we were both around at the same time at that point. But yeah, there's weird things like that where it's like stuff that's, you know, time sensitive. Um, you have to make sure that you're both in the same time or you're experiencing different things. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's really cool. We're going to do more of it. Um, I want to find some more like kind of creative multiplayer things. I know there's also an online mod for, uh, Mario 64, which could be a fun one to do after this. Um, That sounds really
0: fun, especially considering how open Mario 64 is. That sounds really fun.
2: Yeah. And I don't know how that works as far as, like, sinking stars and things like that. Since it kicks you back out after you get a star. Yeah, that would be really convenient. I almost got the 100 coins! And then, like, the other person gets the easy star. Like,
0: no, you son of a bitch! I almost had the 100 coin star! You clown! Stream's over.
2: Done. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it works where just... Each of you is in the level. So, like, you know, if one of you gets kicked out, the other one's still in the level, can get another star, then they get kicked out. And, like, if the other person goes back into the level before the other one has their star, they're still doing their thing. So it's, like, you know, kind of separate. It's just you live in the world at the same time when you're there. If that makes sense. But I don't know for sure. Um... Also, not to derail things, but Tyler, your webcam—oh, um, for a while? It, does,
1: it doesn't look like it's yeah. uh, frozen on my end.
2: Huh. Ben? Does it look it frozen has, to you?
0: Been not saying anything
2: to keep the show going. Oh, sorry. I just thought I'd shout it out real quick. Maybe just like restart it real quick or something. But anyway, that—that's pretty much all I got. All right. My twenty minutes. So Tyler,
0: um, since normally I would go next, but since
1: uh, we're gonna follow that tradition of the host going last, Tyler, what have you been playing this week? Uh, recently I've been playing a whole bunch of uh, Monster Hunter Rise. uh, The same as Ben here, Uh, similar to him. uh, I kind of went into this game uh, not entirely hopeful. It really sunk its claws into me about like uh, about (laughs) two hours in, like to the point where. uh, I'm at least committing uh, two hours a day just uh, killing monsters uh, whenever I can uh, in between work or uh, on lunch breaks or whatever. And uh, yeah, uh, I've been having a blast with this one. I originally started out with using bows and arrows because uh, my creative character is based on uh, Nina Williams from Tekken. And her backstory is uh, she's an assassin who uh, pretty much murders people. Uh, for a shit ton of money. And my canon uh, for why she would be in this game is because she just decided not to hunt people and just decided to hunt mon- monsters for money. So mm-hmm. it all comes hand in hand. I have a dog that's based off of Kuma from the same series. He even has the, the red neckerchief. And uh, just for kicks, I have uh, the cat named Tom because in her uh, likes and dislikes, she likes Tom from Tom and Jerry. So that's the whole reasoning behind that. And, uh, nice. yeah, I originally started out with the bow wow, you because, you know, assassin and, uh, it, it went pretty well. I was enjoying uh, using the the bow to kill monsters, but after a while it started doing, uh, very little damage. Like it was doing like on the strongest strikes, it did like minuscule damage on monsters. And for those that don't know, uh, in monster hunter, the big monsters are really fucking beefy. So imagine just uh, going into a long boss fight with just a bow and arrow and a a dog and a cat that can barely do enough damage either. And uh, yeah, it was getting kind of annoying uh, having to fight these monsters for at least a half an hour. So I switched to the greatsword and yeah, that's what I've been using for the past week. I recently got myself a big ass bone sword and I managed to kill uh, one of the monsters that I had trouble with in uh, week one in seven minutes flat.
2: So that was cool. Nice. So, yeah. I imagine that's the satisfying part of that game. is like, you know, overcoming the adversity of what was giving you trouble in the first yeah, place. The,
1: one of the best parts of this game is uh, you're in a long boss fight. And, uh, you know, it's really beefy. It does a ton of damage. And uh, over time, you whittle it down, and you overcome the odds, and it feels really good to when you finally beat it. I've yet to ca- capture a single monster because I just like fighting them, so it just plays to my uh, <laughs> it just plays to my uh, need of fighting stronger opponents in games, you know. But yeah, other Monster Hunter, uh, I st- I recently started playing Considerate Three, like literally just earlier today. Uh, it's basically. Uh, Japanese indie game uh, that came out on the Switch a few weeks ago. Uh, A whole bunch of VTubers were playing it over the past couple weeks. Uh, Ben, I'm sure you know this one. Uh, I've I've seen it. I'm aware. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you're aware. So, basically, uh, it puts you in a scenario where you have to consider uh, situations, and some situations are really ridiculous. There's one where... uh, it's basically a parody of Star Wars, where uh, you're fighting in Star Vader and you have to draw the lightsaber or choose not to, your call. And uh, if you want to, you can uh, have the lightsaber extend out further than uh, you would expect it to, to the point where the camera pans out and the lightsaber is just coming out of the Death Star. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my roommates and I had uh, some fun with that, so that was pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I've just been playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution because that's pretty much my comfort food. I just like playing Yu-Gi-Oh!
2: So, I need to get back into that. Yeah, we should play Duel Link sometime. Yeah, we should. I mean, I need to get some better cards first. <laughs> I'm patient. I can wait. We should. I, I haven't played a lot of stuff. Like, I was building a Catio last week. Which looks sick, by the way. And then Easter, and it's just... Thank you. I'm pretty happy with it. It's not technically done. We have a few shelves and stuff to add still, but they love it, so that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's all I've been doing.
0: Alright, so, so like Tyler said, I've been playing maize- I've played nothing else but Monster Hunter. Uh, there was a Xbox Game Pass game that came out called Narita Boy, which sounded really interesting. I told myself, today you're either going to play Brave Default 2 or Narita Boy. Didn't happen. Okay, I'm sorry. I played Monster no. Hunter. I kind of want to know what what how
2: good Narita uh, Boy is. So I'll try he, it. I'll definitely try before it next show. Bit. I
0: will do my best. I'm pretty. Okay. I'm probably gonna make Monster Hunter like handheld only. Like it's gonna be like okay. I'll do a hunt before I go to sleep or mm. on the road. But probably like only if I really unlike like unless like people want to play together will I do it on my TV. So that's probably gonna move it to since I've I've technically beaten Monster Hunter. So last night I streamed it just because I was like I I don't like Indivisible great but like. You know, you when you get a game that you can't stop playing, you just want to fucking play that game. So I figured, fuck it, I'll just play Monster Hunter on stream, even though I was yep. nearly done with the game. And it was nice showing off my armor. I felt all super proud. I, I built, I showed off my fully, uh, my, I, as I call it, baby's first armor. Um, I, it's like it's like this big ass <laughs> bird thing. It looks really cool. Like it's all white. Has like nice chains of red and has a little rapier on the side. It looks like it makes me look it makes me look like, I'm a, like a like I'm a high knight. It looks really awesome. Um, but I'm really into it. Like I, I won't. I will admit that, like as a Monster Hunter like noob, it is overwhelming. Like like it is. There, excuse me. There's a lot of system mechanics that you have to take into account of, and the game will throw a lot at you. Gradually, like uh, and gradually, not it's not too overwhelming. But like first, okay, here's how this system works. How you know, this system works. But overall, once you as I call it the I call it on the stream... I call it the lap... And you understand how the mechanics work on Kimura Island... Because the problem I had with Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate... Which was the last Monster Hunter game I gave a shot... Um... Was that it felt... It, 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 nothing felt distinct on what I needed to do... Where? What's this here? Okay, here's where you... This area is for training your, your, your calicos and your dogs... Here is where you forge your armor... Here is where you... Like, it's all very distinct... And what's especially good is that online sections... They have it's the hub area. Everything can be done in the hub area, so you don't ever have to leave that area if you're online. So it's it's all very good sectional- sectionalized. Um, I'm using the uh, the great sword, uh, the or the big sword, whichever one. There's two different types of swords that are big, but I'm using the big one. I just love it because it's, it's just it's whacked. sword. whacked. Yeah, it's it just whacks the shit out of monsters. Um, like, I've, I've uploaded some clips onto my Twitter, um, but like there are points where uh, I fought this like this rock this monster. And like I was kind of just aiming, not aiming, and I was just kind of swinging my sword like a madman. And then I fucking knocked his tail off. I was like, "Oh shit! I knocked his tail off. Oh, that's badass!" And then I proceeded to do that like for the next four monsters. And I just, I just fought. Uh, like I think I, I, recognize this monster. It's, it's like it's called an Anjanath. Basically, think a T Rex with bat wings. Think basically. Um, and I knocked off its tail, like, oh, that's, like, the hypest shit ever when you, like, because, like, the cool thing is, is that you'll see the monsters gradually start to weaken down, they'll see, like, wear damage, you'll see, like, it, like it, when you break something off, like, you'll hear something, or, like, you'll see it fall off, and it's just, the, like, okay, I got you, bitch. Um, I will tell you, Tyler, you want to do, you want to capture, uh, monsters, because you actually get certain drops, uh, from them if you, if you, uh, capture them. And have you? Did you do the capture tutorial? or did you uh, yeah, I that? did.
1: I did all the tutorials.
0: Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, do capture monsters. It's super easy, because uh, the game will let you know when they're in a weakened state under their icon on the map. It'll have like a little blue marker. Pretty much, that's when you want to set your you want to set the trap. Which you only take one of two, uh, one trap at a time of two different set of traps. So you have like a pit trap and a shock trap. You lay down some food, so they like uh, either poison food, raw mood, or, or tinge or tinge meat that'll basically draw them near. And you pretty much throw this like smoke at them that basically puts them to sleep, and then they get captured. It's it's real badass. Like you, you but if you kill them too much, then obviously you can't do it. Um, but yeah, this game is just highly addictive. What's crazy though is that this game's frame rate doesn't drop at all with the amount of systems. Even hand in handheld mode, dude. It's arguably like it's it's <laughs> crazy um like when like i've played this online offline the uh like nothing the cr- craziness of it like the most you'll see on a twitch stream is like the bitrate goes to hell but that's more on like the encoder not necessarily the game itself but like it's i don't know what the fuck capcom did or what wizard that they found to make the, a modified version of the re engine work almost falsely and remember you can there's there's different kinds of monsters there are monsters that fight each other over turf wars you can climb you can mount monsters um you can mount monsters and attack other monsters there's so many intricate systems where in like if you especially having watched um Matt and thus what happens series that that sometimes that overambition can be your like downfall here everything just fucking works somehow it's crazy like, there's some texture issues some some camera issues sometimes but that's like few and far between that's like to me that's nitpicking at this point but one of my other thing favorite things about this game is the topography so there's five areas um, they're all very distinct, have their own setting. You know, Lava Land, flooded area, the Shine Ruins that you see in the tutorial. The there's a grassy. like, What I love about it is that though it feels like real topography, it doesn't feel like a video game. Because like, uh, like when I when I play other like I tried Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, and then I tried the 3ds the demo of the 3ds port on Switch, and it just felt like I don't know too video gamey, which is a dumb thing to say, but like you know I was like okay, here's this area, here's this area, here. It still marks off like certain zones of like okay, this is this, but everything has like like it feels like it was naturally built by these monsters or by just nature itself um and you can like my favorite parts are like finding bits of pieces of ancient civilization that used to live here it's It's super cool, they put a lot of work into this, like it's 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 crazy, and supposedly there's like a big patch coming at the end of April they will probably have new content and stuff like that, so that's I'll have that to look forward to. Like, this is this is going to be my destiny. Like, to, to align myself with Thomas, you're going to hear me talk about Monster Hunter a lot. Um, yeah, so, um, if anybody... Monster Hunter podcast win. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm too much of a noob to do that, and, like, even, <laughs> even with me playing a lot, I have yet to dive down to the finer systems of the game, so I don't think I'm the right person to make a Monster Hunter podcast, but, um... I do think, um, uh, I do think this game is excellent. I saw a stupid article that says Monster Hunter is not is, is not Rise is not good for new uh, uh, new beginners. I'm like, I read the article. I was like, you didn't? Did you fucking read the tutorials, bro? Did you did you fucking? I don't think they read. Like, cause you can easily skip past them. Um, and like like the full number one. Don't just jump if you're gonna play this game. Don't just jump right into hunting monsters or going online with your friends. Do the fucking tutorial missions. Get your feet wet. Um, and also, like, for anybody who's, like, anxious about, oh, I don't know what weapon to use. The beautiful thing is that you're not locked to any single weapon, as Tyler said. Uh, you can try anything. I'm actually thinking of learning gun lance because that just sounds badass. Gun lance. Um, so I might, <laughs> I might learn that. But, like, there's no hesitation to try. And even if you're neck deep in, like, to say a weapon like I am with the big sword... You have enough resources to start making, like, better versions of, of like, another weapon by that point. Um, so, also, train up your pal your palmuts and, and, uh, and your Palicos. Uh, you can do that in the Dojo Buddy area. And not only does it level up themselves, but it'll level up the weapons that they're using. Um, so, like, they'll initially have an F ranking. And the more you train them, the more higher their weapon rating, the better they are in battle. So, it's, it's great. And it's nice to play a Capcom game that has functional online. That's nice. Yeah, right. It really is nice. Even, even in handheld mode, Wi-Fi, the game had no problems. Like maybe like a character would like this is like kind of like stutter a bit, but in terms of what I was doing, nah, nothing flawless. It's
2: just it's crazy. I don't know what Voodoo Magic. Well, Rise is the first game to use Nintendo's new like online stuff. I have right? no idea, honestly. Like they're. You know their new server infrastructure or whatever. Uh, I would I would assume
0: no because they just recently shut it down. This game would have had to have like been into this game's been in development for a while. So I would assume I don't know how to, I don't know how develop, game development works in terms of network infrastructure. I honestly don't know, um, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna chalk it up to uh, technical mastery. Uh, either way, because either A, they're working with an old system that sucks, or B, they're working with something brand new that may not work with everything that they've already established. So either way, it's fucking genius. Um, so, I know it's early to say it, but shit, we're already in April. Shit, it's gonna be June before we know it. Uh, this is definitely a game of the year contender for me. Like, not even, not even, like, I've played a decent amount of games this year. This is easily number one so far. Like, nothing else touches it. And I'm interested to see if it holds its position. Uh, going last year, similar to Streets of Rage 4, did for me last year. But that's that's all for me. Uh, I did I wanted to play other stuff, but every time I was like, Monster Hunter, gotta hunt monster. And right now, I'm on level 5 uh, single player. I haven't done a lot of online, um, so that's why I think my Hunter rank is 2 on there. Uh, just because I want to find a dedicated group to help me, just to get through those early quests, and then we can all do stuff together. But for now, I'm just content with doing single player stuff. And that's the best part, is that my biggest fear... Was that I couldn't play this game by myself? That I wouldn't have fun by myself? Wrong, absolutely wrong. And I was glad I was wrong because I am having so much fun playing this game by myself. And I think that's a testament to Capcom's strength that I was able to. I'm able to both enjoy this game, both single player and online. And they they've designed a great video game. Um, yeah, I will change it up next week. I will try to talk about the Boy because I'm really curious about it. It's on Game Pass. Um and then I want to play more Brave Default too. I'll probably get try to get more of that in. So we'll see, but who knows? Monster Hunter is a powerful fucking addiction. Yeah, but, uh, I. I... <laughs> All right. Um, that's gonna do it for this first half of the show. Justin's gonna play us a quick ad break, and we'll be back to talk about some
2: news.
0: Woo news! All
2: right, brb. I've never actually run an ad on my channel before, so I thought I'd try to do this thing that, that Thomas yeah, always did. It could yeah. be interesting. Plus, I'm decently close to... I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm decently close to a payout, and I i kind of want to get a stream deck if we're going to be doing the, the podcast on my channel, so I figure that can go towards you know, towards that. Yeah, level. if it helps. <laughs> um, yeah. But... It's kind of neat. You just push a button and it does like a minute long ad. Like, it's yeah. pretty easy. And I didn't realize the raid is also on here. I need to just keep this up when I stream. Because I always forget to raid. Yeah, I do. I do too. Every time I
0: see, like, I saw Tom streaming, I'll be like, fuck! I forgot. I, I'm usually yeah. just
2: tired as hell to think about it, honestly. Right. I see it, like, after I'm done. Um, and we're back. Oh hey. Hello everybody, welcome back to the news
0: portion of the Char shot Games Cast. Let's get right into it, shall we? Talking about some Katana Zero DLC? Uh for those of you who don't know, Katana Zero was a game that was released in twenty nineteen? it was twenty nineteen. Uh that was an indie uh indie game I uh that was basically about a, a ninja uh, who suffered some PTSD and basically, the the objective of the game was to clear a room in, in without dying. Uh, it's the baddest game. Go play it. It goes on stuff like 10 bucks. But apparently, there's been DLC in the works. I had no idea about this. Uh, so apparently, the, there was some free DLC that was for Katana Zero that's supposed to be coming. Apparently, is now six times bigger than planned. Uh, Katana, Katana Zero developer Axisa has been working hard on delivering this indie hits free downloadable content. Today, they have revealed that it is currently six times bigger. Yada yada. Um the free Katana Zero DLC will be 6 original plant size. That's a bit over half the size of the main game. That means more levels, mechanics, enemies, bosses, and intertwined story elements. It's less <laughs> like a DLC and more like a Katana 1.5. Uh, so the bigger question is, when will it come out? The short answer is, I don't know yet. There are tons of content finished, but there's a large. There, this, this is a large project. I'm aspiring to the same level of quality and attention to the base game. I'm also still doing all the programming and designing myself. This is my passion project after all, but don't fret. The game is progressing at a healthy pace, and the whole dev team is working full steam on the production. The DLC won't be expanding anymore either. The plan is set, and now we're focused on finishing it. So, this almost seems like it should
2: just be the uh, game. Like that's what? Uh, yes, and I, I was going
0: to bring that up. Silk Song. Um, exactly sounds like Silk Song.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I. So it's yeah. Weird. Yeah, it it is weird. So. I honestly didn't even know this game was going to have DLC because, like, I mean, the, I think the game is ha- does have multiple endings. Uh, I only played it once, um, so, I, but I'm, I know depending on the outcomes you do, you, you. I think you get multiple endings. But that's super badass that, he, that, that they're making, it's going to be free DLC for people who own the game already. So far.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like the Shovel Knight approach. Exactly,
0: yeah. You buy in, you buy in for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We buy for life. <sighs> all right so um right. speaking of dlc I see I, I i can do i can do fucking segues suck me um so <laughs> apparently miles morales spider uh spider-man miles morales is a huge hit this past christmas um as pertained by our good buddy yeah. justin because it's um, great um uh this might be all news for now but they're introducing uh, it's only games is introducing the advanced tech suit in this latest update as you can see uh if you go to their twitter page uh, it looks really slick. I won't lie. I'm not. It's also on um, screen. Right um, now. Oh, it's, it's also on Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> it look, I, like it kind like I don't know if "Batman Beyond" is the right word for it, but I really like the metal. Like kind of like it has, it's not armor, but it's like sheen. I really like it. It looks sick. I like the spider on the
2: back. It's nice. I saw some comments saying like I miss when Spider-Man suits had actual spider symbols on them, but like I like these kind of you know more angular like. Symbolic spiders.
0: Yeah, still, what are you talking about? That's still a spider. Like the idea is still the same. Uh, people are just nitpicky. Yeah, comic nerds know. suck.
2: Let's let just be real here. Yeah. Right. right? People love to hate yeah. things, but this looks great. I love it. I kind of. It makes me kind of want to play the game again. I might make that a like a solo stream thing after I finish Majora's Mask. I don't know. I love that game so much. Uh anything else to say guys on this? We know Justin. I hope that we keep getting more suits.
0: Yeah, I honestly didn't think they were I figured like there would be no DLC for this game just because it was just kinda of like, alright, get out the door. It's a small game, let's move. But that's cool. Um who knows? Uh mm-hmm. since, but we'll see. Um uh, if anything, they'll probably save all the good costumes for uh Amazing uh, Spider Man two. Uh the yeah, probably. so Alright, let's go on um, to talking about accessibility in video games. So, uh, a lot of y'all are aware about, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago now? Uh, where Microsoft revealed that uh, that that uh, accessible controller, which is kind of like a flat circle. And it, it's basically like a, you know what I'm talking about? Um, so, apparently they're doing it again. Yeah, they...
2: Xbox accessible. I think it's called the Xbox accessibility. Yeah, it control. was really cool.
0: Um, so now, apparently, a similar device yeah. is coming to Nintendo Switch. It is called the Hori Flex device. Uh, it's Nintendo Switch joystick and accessibility Switch interface releasing for the Japanese market in 2020. Uh, exciting for the game... Uh, exciting for game accessibility, it's the first Nintendo approved Switch interface since the 2003 ex- uh, uh, Team Extreme. Um, uh, first, obviously, the negatives are it's Japan only, so if you do want this thing, you have to import it, at least for now. Um, so, apparently, too, the joystick support is very limited. Uh, I plugged in, uh, nothing I plugged in worked, and apparently tried various joysticks. Uh, joystick options are very limited. Currently, one from Tech Tools, Praetorian's Optima Joystick, and some HORI controllers. Example, just one stick of HORI D-Pad Mini, HORI Pad, and Real Arcade Pro. Nothing else. More can be added, I'm told. This will improve. Uh, XAC started poor and grew with time. considering Consideration for people building custom joysticks using Arduino PCBs really like the possibilities. Um, you can't assign analog directions to the accessibility switches, uh, that can be very helpful, uh, such as a, a switch set to light, left stick up to walk forwards, hopefully in an update, so that's kind of disappointing. Uh, can't use a, a uh, alongside a standard gamepad, Joy-Con, for games where with access to these features is essential, there's no easy way for a helper to, for a helper to join in, there's no simple way to mix these controllers together, example, for a one-handed, uh, player perhaps wanting to use one joy con and the controller with their foot uh right, number five um mode button uh mode button does not not switch accessible. this is the same issue as the xbox adapter controller that's the name uh if you can't physically reach yeah, yeah. the dedicated profile model slot button you are reliant on someone else to do it for you maybe this power could be added in an update where it becomes possible to
2: map mode in this to a switch socket um so pretty it's funny how many. Sorry, we'll move on. But it's funny how many concessions they have to make for accessibility. Yeah. Like the whole point of this is to be accessible, right, yeah, and easy hey, to use. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but it's you like know, those uh,
1: medicine PSAs that have um, more drawbacks than uh, actual symptoms.
0: And the cat is going wild. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. There's some good positives here too. But overall, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, it, it's, it's crazy that this is Japan only at this point, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I do believe, uh, there should, I feel like there's, this should just be a market there already, because we already know there are, there are plenty of people who are disabled who want to play video games, but simply can't because of either the dexterity of the hands or the condition that they're in, that they just can't. So I think that there should, this mm-hmm. should just be an option regardless.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a novel idea.
2: Yeah, when I worked at... Up- Best Buy, um, there was a like one of the other, uh, I was a Samsung rep, and there was another rep that was like for HP or something like that, and we talked about games but there was certain games you just couldn't play because he only had one hand. Um, he had like he had kind of a he had an like an, an arm on the uh, on the other side, but like it wasn't very functional if that makes sense. So um, it was fascinating to me, like the way he would manipulate Uh, the controller settings and stuff like that to work with a lot of games, but there's some things you just couldn't play. And like, he uh, he generally did PC gaming because I was a little more customizable and stuff. But yeah, it's insane to me that in 2021, there's not just universal accessibility controllers that you can map to anything and they just work. Like, what's stopping that market? Money. Like, what is preventing these people... From having access to the games that everyone I think, else, has. I think it's just
0: probably greed. They probably like, well, does the market demand it? You know, there's there's some there's somebody in corporate in the business office who's like, well, we gotta see the numbers from it. Will people actually buy this product? And versus being just a fucking good, you know, company doing the right thing for letting people play play your product. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, it's not fine, right. but you know, that's probably how it goes.
2: Good thing Able Gamers is out yeah. there
0: figuring out ways to help people there's always there's always a superman whenever you need them uh so speaking of not superman um and pc gamer fuck (laughs) you for the clickbait uh, tagline uh activision blizzard appoints a former trump official as the chief administrative officer um it is and and i know some people thought like one of the trump started working for activision no um uh activision hired another republican alum to its leadership team with his appointment of Trump administration, uh, administration member of Brian Bulato, who you probably don't know who that is. Like, like there's a lot of Trump nope. people's name nope. you know. That is probably not one of them. Um, earlier this week, the publisher announced the promotion of uh, Armin Zera as chief uh, as CFO. Um, but Bulato, who joins Activision following a previous role under the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, comes aboard with notably less fanfare. His hiring revealed via company-wide internal emails required by Kotaku. Um, so, yeah... Um, I'm pretty much, like, yeah, that's, you know, I, I find it interesting that, like, I remember people saying, oh, if you work for the Trump administration, you're not going to get hired. Well, this guy got hired, so. But clearly, some people don't give a shit. Uh, then <laughs> again, it is Activision,
2: so they probably don't care. Care, right? They encourage it. It's interesting, like, you go from... Um, also, unrelated I- to this guy, but Armin Zerza is definitely the name of a of a That's
0: Armin, because it sounds in an Armin Zola, that's why. That, that's what you're yeah of.
2: It, it does how do we know this is the... but I'm just saying like the, he he would that person I don't know if it's a he or not would definitely be they, a super villain yeah um that's they're probably they're probably yeah.
0: our version of Arnim Zola just waiting for their plan to strike um yep and so yeah. yeah interesting you go from working under the Secretary of State to working at Activision what a what a career will take you huh not sure uh, if that's better or worse in,
2: in the resume yeah <laughs>
0: Any else that, Tyler?
1: Uh, no.
0: Alright. So, uh, from one controversy to a uh, positive controversy, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, this is Fortnite news, because we're going <laughs> to talk about Fortnite now, because we're eSports. Are we eSports? We're not eSports. Um, uh, Fortnite on Nintendo Switch gets GPU performance and Resolution Boost patch. so this is some good news. Uh, Epic has announced that the Nintendo Switch version of Fortnite will receive a free patch. From it's already out. That will approve the performance of the title. Not only will the update allow for a higher resolution both handheld and dock mode, but the patch will free up 140 megabytes of storage space on your Switch's internal memory, or one of your poor micro SD cards that are probably full to the brim at this point. Not unless you bought a one terabyte card.
2: Editorializing.
0: Yeah. Um, the Fortnite developer ma- maintains uh, mentions that the popular battle royale game will have an improved frame rate, meaning players can enjoy smoother gameplay. Uh, so just to give an example um bef- on handheld mode it was 100 uh 1000 by 560 after it'll be 1170 by 660 in docked it'll be 1390 by 780 uh, uh and then after that it'll be 1560 by 880 for resolution um so this is an example of that now that it's already out uh, i didn't really have problems when i played fortnite on switch um then again i'm not like a hardcore fortnite player so i i probably can't tell um but i i think that's pretty cool that they were able to figure out how to improve something, but then also lose memory at the same time so it's not as... You can get some hundred rid of 145 megs, which in the grand scheme of things, that's not really a lot. You know? in On Switch memory.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of this has been because they've been optimizing the game for mobile. So they can bring some of those optimizations over to the Switch Probably, version, yeah. too. Because the game looks better, too. Like, it's not just resolution. They've actually, like... It's got better draw distance and more realistic shadows, and you know a few things like that. But I don't think a lot of people playing on Twitch really care about no, the visuals. No, I, I no. Yeah,
0: just, let me not. <laughs> just let me see Chun Li's. Just let me see Chun Li's booty dance to do, do popular modern dances. That's all I ask. All
2: That's
0: right. all anyone uh, ask for.
1: On? That's good.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, moving on. Uh, obviously, while we are aware about the uh, P- PlayStation and, uh, uh, PlayStation Store on PS3 and PS Vita and PSP, all shutting down relatively this summer, uh, so now uh, uh, the gamer basically wrote about an article about um, the developers who are basically about to lose their games forever on the PS Vita, uh, starting with the quote, I think it's real shame to be honest, a uh, developer who worked on various big titles to the PlayStation Vita. We're at a point now where there shouldn't even be a discussion about game preservation. Um and so of course they reported that, that we would be closing those stores. You so can still download and play uh, what you already bought, but once closed the games listed on the stores won't be purchased anymore. Excuses will be lost forever, and close to two decades of work will be down snapped out of existence in what's seemingly a cost saving exercise without any consideration for the human cost. Um and it's basically it goes into a long
2: This is my emulation. Yeah, is and it, it
0: basically goes into a long article about like why like how it's affecting the developers who probably you know put month time into this game and now once the vita is officially closed most people are not going to be able to play it at all and i think i think that's terrible honestly like how it can't be costing them that much to keep these stores open in all honesty right
2: yeah i would assume not i <sighs> uh, i don't know how a lot of that stuff works um which probably means I should, shouldn't say anymore. But this is a podcast, but this is what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's always about wild speculation. Um, it seems like it's, it's more an allocation of resources. So, like, let's say you, you, know, you have 10% of your server space being allocated to something that no one's using. Um, you can reallocate that 10% to stuff that people are using and it makes that stuff more stable and efficient without any extra cost to you. So it it, it kind of ends up being like a balanced thing. But again, like this is a digital storefront. That's the only place these things exist to purchase. And so there is a preservation right. issue there. Um, if anything, they should somehow, you know, Donate digital copies of all of these games to like a preservation museum or something before they close it, uh, as kind of a good faith measure. But they, I don't think they're doing that. Instead, there's just two thousand games are going to yeah. be gone forever. Yeah, it's a damn shame. I mean, they'll be preserved, but like Sony should take the effort. Yeah, it's to crazy. Preserve
0: like I know there's like a um a physical copy of like the PSN Greatest Hits or something like that. Um, and like now it's probably gonna, like, that game's that, like, that's a PS3 game that has, like, Fat Princess and some other games, from Fat Princess is the most loadable one. And that game's, like, skyrocketed in price since this has been announced. Um, like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just terrible. Um, you know, like, I mean, hell, if the PS, if the, like, I don't know, maybe they they don't want to go through the effort of getting PS Vita emulation running on the PS5, which you probably could do. Um, let's be real here, it's powerful enough to do it, but it, I, guess, I guess it guess all depends on resources, but I just I just keep them the fuck open, like the the Vita the Vita how old is the Vita at this point like ten years old? Nine? About
1: ten years, I would say.
0: Yes, I think it just had a yeah. 10 year so just anniversary. just keep it the fuck open. Like I understand, like people weren't using it before, but like just there's no reason to not have it open. Um, or I f- I feel like. Um, I think Nintendo, when Nintendo shut down the Wii thing, we had, like, a whole fucking year of that shit. So, you, but, like, here it's mm-hmm. like, no, you got four months, dog. Uh, which, that's, you know, theoretically, that's enough time to get the games that you want, buy what you want to buy, you know, whatever. Um, but it just sucks that a lot of these, like, there's there's a lot of PS1 games on the PS3. There's a lot of good PSP games, um, oh, yeah. that you can't find physically, because uh, they're stupid expensive, um, that are on digital, that are on the digital storefront um only uh, the the only true way to get them is on the digital storefront. So uh this is it's just a shame. This
2: is this But luckily, the Vita is like a hotbed for emulation. So I'm sure there's someone that could download the entire library of Vita games onto their hacked Vita. Oh yeah. And, you know, save yeah. it forever. So there's that, yeah, cool. I guess. But um That'd be cool. No, what I find really interesting here is there's there's kind of a discussion to be had about Exclusivity, um, because there's a there's a bit in this article about um, the developers of Sir Eats a Lot, which I've never heard of. I guess it was a Vita exclusive, um, and they they saw this uh, this possibility of the store closing and started working on a Switch port um, because Sony was not doing well with the Vita. And so they're like, you know, why should we be stuck on this dying platform when we can, you know, ditch the exclusivity and get the game into more hands? So while those storefronts are going away, you know, they're saying like exclusive games are just going to be gone forever. Like it might be an opportunity for some of these indies to, you know, reintroduce their games into new marketplaces, which could be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would you know. think like the whatever exclusivity deal that they had is probably gone. At least I would hope so. Like, hey, you're the store's about to close, so let me fucking take it to the hottest you know uh, system shop there is, and that's the Nintendo eShop. So who knows? Because Lord knows, um, I think like there's a Wii game that got re- remastered on the Vita called Muramasa, uh Rebirth. I think uh, it was like a 2D nice, nice Mega Man. Um, uh, he's out of focus though. <laughs> Now I'm worried he's going to take focus, and then you're going to go out of focus. <laughs> um, but, like, I would love to see those games on uh, some of the Vita games on there. My dad still has his Vita, and I know there's still some good Vita games on there. There's some good PSP Close. games that, like, are I feel like should get uh, ported over. Um, Star Ocean was one of them. That was locked to the v- to the PSP for years. Um, and only up until January, December 2019, did that game get a full uh, port uh Remaster, whatever you want to call it, version on on Switch and everything. So, yeah. All right, so let's because I'm I'm sort of hosting, so that means you're definitely going to get more fighting game news. Um, we we definitely got some. We have some Melty Blood stuff going on, which if you don't know what that is. Uh, you probably heard the name Whister Melty Blood when you walked into a fighting game tournament and then you heard something come out of the bathroom and you wasn't sure what that was. That was probably Melty Blood. Uh, so there is a new version of the game coming out. Um, uh, Melty Blood type Lumina that's coming to Switch and more in 2020-21. And surprise, uh, uh, tournament one fighting game's biggest cult hits is getting a new entry late in the year. Um, Melty has been around since 2002 based on a fellow Dojin game darling. Said, I did not know it was based on the Dojin. Jesus Christ. Uh, French Bread, the group that developed Multi Blood would go on, uh, both to continue refining Melty Blood and, uh, developing the, and uh, eventually developing the Undernight Night series. Um, so, uh, the 2D, uh, the, the, basically, this is in the tweet, the 2D fighting game that takes place in the world of, uh, Tsukihime has been reborn for release in 21 Melty Blood type Luminae on PS4 Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. Interesting not coming out for at least, like, a version for them on PS5 or Xbox Series X. Um, uh, Titan Moon. It's on sale March 26th, so it's already out as of right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I yeah. And apparently that. the, the big thing, uh, several details can be found on Multi Blood Type Lunar website for the one battle system being built from the ground up in order to bring the modern standards without losing the multi Blood Spirit. It's planned, uh, to feature more than 10 characters and will release on Switch and, well, it's PS4, la- uh, PS4, Xbox One later this year. Um, so, yeah. Um... The, also, the big thing is that it's going to have rollback netcode. It doesn't mention this in the article, which I feel like that's a... that's a Like, why don't you mention it? But it's going to have rollback netcode, um, and that's the best netcode you can have. Because only nerds care about that. If you if you want to play a good fighting <laughs> game, you pick rollback netcode. Um, by the way, and I'm going to say this. Um, if you fucking like delay-based netcode, you fucking go eat a tire. Just eat it, because you don't deserve to live. Um delay blaze net netcode is awful. It's awful. Yeah. You want to press a button and then see like eight frames later your then your button co- your your button come out? No, fuck that. Rollback isn't perfect, but it's damn well better than fucking that shit. That's why Guilty Gear is using it. That's why KI uses it. That's why Mortal Kombat uses it. So like the fact that another Japanese developer is using it is great. Um, you know, Capcom Street Fighter Five does have rollback netcode. But they fucked it up, so, you know, that's why people hate, think rollback's not great, because it, well, it sucks here, I'm like, that's because it wasn't done right. Uh, Guilty Gear, so far, was done right, so hopefully this will take the same chapter, and it will continue, and maybe um, Melty Blood will rise uh, along with everything else. Yeah. What's up?
2: Um, I, have, I, have, I, have a, I have a question. Um, how do you know that eating a tire will kill Because them? Of the the stuff, the material? That shit's not good for you.
1: I'm pretty sure it's toxic, right? I
0: mean, the material in that, that shit, that, it, 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 well, number one, if it doesn't kill you because of what's in it, it's going to get logged somewhere. So you're going to die. It's going to get logged in your intestine or it's going to get logged in your butt. F- Either way, it's going to be painful. It'll pain. make
1: you tired after you eat it. God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I was leading up to, you jerk. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you're going to expect from the show. It's just a pun off between these two secretly. Um, i'm gonna make them and just hey, you two are gonna come at me with vtuber true. stuff that's true um so yeah uh good on for that so hopefully with guilty gear uh, like everybody and their mother seems to be excited for guilty gear which is launching uh, in i believe it's in june so hopefully that same kind of hype can be traveled to melty blood and everybody can be playing in their bathrooms like nobody else um so yeah uh here's another quick news bit uh the uh, Backwards Compatibility Program uh, for Xbox Game Pass will now reach the cloud, so you can play old-school Xbox games on your phone. Ooh. Uh, let's see, what is it? Uh, this is a magical moment. Yeah, yeah, self-aware shit. Today, we're embarking on a new journey uh, for the Backwards Compatibility Program taking it to the cloud. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can now tap into the collection of various favorites favorites from the past, and a whole new wave brought on mobile devices, turning them into a retro handheld gaming system, because Microsoft won't make that shit. They won't even try. They know not to fuck with Nintendo in that space. Um, 16 original Xbox games, and Xbox 360 games are now available on Android phones and tablets with more games coming soon. We've listened to the feedback going all the way back to our earliest cloud gaming preview and making games from the previous generation available on mobile devices has been one of our most requested features by the community. So now you'll, you'll be able to play a range of titles from The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind um, to uh, uh, on the Xbox 360 to Magic Kazooie, Fable 2, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, we're also enabling touch controls for Jetpack Refueled, Viva Pinata, Viva Pinata Tip, Uh, Allowing you to tend your garden with ease. Um, With games connected uh, through Xbox Network, which I think that's what they remarketed Gold, right? Or something? Um, I can't remember exactly. You'll be able to bring past saves with you and play along with gamers from around the world. Uh, Existing Game Pass Ultimate members can go back and start playing today. If you're not a member but are interested in chipping away at, our, at your back catalog, finally getting into the game you've meant to play since 2010. Damn! Calling everybody out there. Xbox Game Pass now. So yeah. So here's here's all <laughs> the games listed: Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Double Dragon Neon, Fable 2, Fallout New Vegas, Gears of War Two and Three, Gears of War Judgment, Jetpack Refuel, Touch Controls Enabled, Cameo, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero, uh, Elder Scrolls Three and Four, Viva Pinata, Touch Controls Enabled, and Viva Viva, Viva Pinata Tip also touch controls touch- enabled. so yeah that's I think that's pretty dope that you can play like old school uh xbox games on and 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 two nintendo
2: 64 games on your phone now that's dope yeah that's pretty cool whenever I get back to the office I'm definitely gonna try out the xcloud stuff because there's not very many good mobile games and I need something <laughs> So that'd be interesting. Yeah, you can like get so
1: much out of uh, dual links every hour. Yeah, although I don't, I don't yeah. see.
0: I like, I could definitely see the appeal of playing like Morrowind or like Oblivion on the go. I, I don't know about Banjo Kazooie. I feel like I need a controller for that. I do apply the effort for them putting cont- touch controls into those three games. Like that's like that's just not putting something on there. That's adding extra an extra feature that wasn't there before. So kudos to them for the effort. Honestly, it might make
1: Jetpack more playable.
0: I've never right. played those games, so I never I don't know. I'll have to take your word for that. Um
2: But,
1: but the only game I see you myself. You do need playing a controller this for is...
2: these. Like you basically connect a controller to it. Sorry.
1: Yeah, the only game I could see myself playing on this is Double Dragon Neon, but uh that recently just got uh poured to the Switch,
2: so Anna. Hmm. I don't know. I'd probably try Viva Pinata. I played the what was the DS it one? DS Viva Pinata? I never really went back to the... What the yeah. hell? It was one of the last Rare games uh, that Nintendo put out. Huh. Um, I forget. That's really weird, because then they were bought by Microsoft at that point. There were a few things that still came out later. Viva Pinata DS. Um, Pocket Paradise, that's, that's what it's it called. It was in... Uh, I
0: don't know what... Oh, that's about, what, three years into the Vita's life? Vita's... Uh, PSP, PSP... I'm getting my handhelds messed up. DS's uh, wow. life cycle. That's wild. Yeah, cool. like that. I not know that... That's probably a super rare mm-hmm. game. Ha! I did... See? I fucking can pun two clowns! Anyways, uh, anything else to say on the fact that we're gonna...
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah, was, exactly. That was yeah, see? Good job.
0: When you don't pun often, and then you puns, it comes off as greatness. It that's becomes more pungent. Um, <laughs> mm. God damn it. <laughs> okay, anything else to say on this, boys?
2: Well done.
0: Nope. All right, so uh, well, apparently there's a Borderlands movie that's coming out. Um, and despite my op... You knew about huh? this. I know, I was just just... We've talked about all the casting. Starting an intro. Um, so apparently now uh, we've been... Oh, okay. uh, the plot has been revealed, and we now know that Edgar Ramirez is ca- cast as Atlas founder. Is he the bad guy? I don't, I don't know who the... I don't know Borderland lore. I uh, so. Borderlands lore. The Borderlands movie has added Edgar... Most powerful person in the universe. That uh, said, Edgar so. Ramirez to its growing cast, who will play a character named Atlas in a video game series. Atlas is the name of one of the major corporations and gun manufacturers. Furthermore, Lionsgate revealed the official plot for the upcoming movie. Uh, court, okay, so let's go ahead and read the synopsis. Two time Academy Award winner Kate Blanchett teams up with Kevin Hart and director Eli Ross Borderlands. Lilith, uh played by Kate Blanchett, an infamous outlaw with a mysterious past, reluctantly returns to her home uh, her home planet of Pandora to find the missing uh daughter of the universe's most powerful SOB Atlas. Lilith, forms an alliance with an unexpected team. Roland, played by Kevin Hart, a former elite mercenary now desperate for redemption. Tiny Tina, played by Greenblatt. Uh, I don't know who the first name that person is, I'm sorry. A f- She's uh, a new person. Uh, a fair, I a be- feral good. pre-teen demolitionist. Krieg, uh, Tina's uh, muscle-bound the- uh, theoretical challenge uh, protector. Rhetorically Heter- theoretically, Theoretically, rhetorically that's the same thing. Um... Uh, oh. Tennis played oh. by Curtis the scientist with the teeniest group Jamie on, Lee Curtis and Claptrap played by Jack Black I know that's Jack Black uh, a per- they really should just put the first two names like I understand in the synopsis just put the whole name uh, these unlikely heroes yeah. must, um, must battle should. alien monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to the unimaginable power the fate of the universe could be in their hands but they'll fight. they'll be fighting for something else <laughs> hold on They'll be fighting for something more. Each other. <laughs> Based on the Aww. game from Gearbox and 2K, one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time. Welcome to Borderlands, dudes. Um, apparently the plot seems to diverge from the games and places as Atlas was never seen in the games properly. During the events of Borderlands 2, Atlas is seen in the control of Hyperion and is the CEO uh, and it's see, Handsome Jack, and in Borderlands 3, Atlas changes hands over to Rice, one of the protagonists from Tales of the Borderlands. Um, so, yeah, there we go.
2: I, I don't have... So it seems like they're basically making Handsome Jack into Atlas. I know Handsome Jack, I'm... Yeah, that's what yeah, it seems I remember,
0: like. I, I... Yeah. Why not just do Handsome Jack then, at that point, right? I don't know why I make this, they take this other character that has nothing to do with it. Unless they, they're saving Handsome Jack for something right. later
2: that could be. Yeah, maybe it'll end with Atlas like getting killed and then Handsome Jack gets. Yeah, I, I just over. know it's like, you know, they they thought that they won because they took out Atlas, but then it gets way worse with but Handsome Jack. It was
0: Jack. me. Jack all along. Um <laughs> so uh yeah, I I I mean, the few bit of Borderlands that I did play before I vomited on my floor, not because the game was trash, just because of FPS problems, also the game's trash. Um and uh <laughs> is that wow. um Handsome Jack was sort of like an asshole villain? Of the of the month, so yeah. you know maybe they'll do that. That's they they feel like maybe they feel like he's too big of a presence. Yeah, that other writers just don't give a shit. Like, eh, let's just make this guy
2: this guy. Eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, this whole synopsis reads like someone just looked at the Borderlands wiki and like what are the most popular characters and just threw them together in a generic adventure. Yeah, that just sounds like Dragon Ball Evolution. Because nothing about this sounds like Borderlands aside from the characters. What was that, Tyler?
1: This just sounds like uh, what they did with Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, what uh, Justin was uh, saying about the synopsis.
2: Ugh.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, like, listen, do you play Borderlands for the plot? Yeah. No, you don't. You play it because your friends can play with you and you get, like, stupid-looking guns. It, I, I feel like if you have stupid-looking guns in, I mean... in Borderlands the movie... Is there anything... And you get big action. Is there anything more you can ask for? Are
2: you really there for character development? You're not. The plot can be really cool. Like, there's some neat Borderlands lore. Um, I think if this is presented in a really cool way, that, like, the, like you said, the action and stuff could elevate it. But it's Eli Roth. Is it gonna be not elevated? Not. No. <laughs> yeah, this... Like, Borderlands is very campy and stuff, which Eli Roth excels at, but I don't think it's going to be the good kind of campy. Probably not. Let's see. As long as it doesn't have a stupid FPS cam, I'll
0: watch the movie if it's dumb action.
2: Mm. Yeah. We can do a watch along or something.
0: Um, yeah, so there you go. Plot synopsis. Um, but a plot synopsis can only say no, Let's see a fucking trailer whenever they start shooting, because I don't even think they started shooting. Uh, at this point so let's let's no they just finished market. casting so yeah, let's, let's get some footage later in the year and then we'll uh, we'll judge the movie harsher at that point in the meanwhile fuck Randy yeah
2: I mean the Space Jam trailer looked kind of good looked so really knows.
0: fun yeah, yeah can't wait for that yeah. movie I'll watch it in the yeah. seat of my house because I will not pay a movie ticket for that movie same um, alright so uh, Justin I'm going to let you have this last story because it seems like a comprehensive one
2: okay Um, so speaking of adaptations of well-known properties, um, figured I should throw a transition in there. Hmm. The uh, IO's upcoming James Bond game, um, has gotten some more information as well. And it is going to be an entirely original take with an original Bond. Uh, so they're not using any actor likenesses. They're not basing it on any, past movies or, you know, novels or anything like that. It is a new story um, with their own take on Bond that pays homage to the, the history of the character. Um, so uh, they, they say here, I think for us to really embrace this fully, we don't like to work mechanical. It's not just because it's a big IP or it's a licensed game. And commercially, this is interesting. It means this is kind of nonsense. Uh, we've taken a lot of non-commercial risks before. So for us, it's about we need to feel it deep inside. <laughs> the passion needs to be there. So it was very important for us that this wasn't a Tyler. movie adaptation. So it wasn't a game about yes. a Pacific movie where the story has already been told. I
0: want you, if you could, put a small, like... What, what's that song? Um... Uh, the jazz song from the '80s. What's his name? Fuck. Um, God, I'm forgetting his name.
2: Uh, Sexy sack? No, Sacks? no, no. It's
0: um, Michael. The... Oh, I'm Tell no, whispers that 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 saxophone like just very quietly <laughs> put that underneath Justin saying that because that's exactly what that shit sounded like. I consider it done. <gasps> yeah.
2: Yes. I I did chuckle a little bit when he said we need to feel it <laughs> deep inside. So, do, I,
0: do I, people I know that. when like they uh, say she like is
2: that is that an in innuendo? Fuck, keep going, just keep going, just keep going. Yeah, so uh, I kind of hate it when like in articles they dictate things word for word because it's nonsense. Like you know we, we used to see all the uh, the Trump speeches like written out and it's like this is the words of a deranged man, but a lot of times that's how people speak like. But when you say something out loud, it doesn't sound the same as when you write it out in a more coherent right. fashion. So when you're taking someone's words and dictating them, you should translate that into something that makes more sense to read. So sometimes I like you you just read the quotes and it makes no sense out loud. Anyway, um there's always excitement around a new bond. Uh Every Bond kind of defines a generation, and it's amazing how they kept reinventing themselves over so many years. So we're not only inspired by one movie or games and whatnot; we're inspired by the whole thing and just sucking things into us to make an original Bond, an original story. Totally intentional, but that is absolutely true and recognizable in the values there is in Bond. I'm really looking forward to creating a new community that the gamers can call their own. So yeah, this. Sorry, I saw Marcus Lido, and I thought that was something related uh-huh. to this game. Um, so, I kind of like that this is going to be totally new. Like even the games in the past that have been original stories, like the GameCube games Nightfire and Agent Under Fire, um, they still used the Pierce Brosnan Bond because they were like they're basically supposed to be kind of game mo- movies, um, like in between Bonds. Stuff like I think that was after Die Another Day, so like there wasn't a new Bond yet. Like Daniel Craig hadn't. Started, I assumed that would be for like and they were kind of in limbo, so they were just... right. I mean, they actually. I think they actually had um, Pierce Brosnan's voice and likeness yeah. and everything, so it was just kind of like continuing his legacy in video games. Okay. Um, but those stories were really cool. Like it was cool to see an original story. And not just, like, a, you know, movie adaptation and video game. But I like this. And, like, they had, you know, new casts and everything, like, new villains and new uh, love interests and stuff that were, like, high-profile actors. Like, they really were, like, movies. Um, But I like the idea of them just going all in with that. So, like, not tying it to anything and, like, you know, casting a new bond that only exists in this universe. And, like, a solely original experience. That sounds really cool, especially since I'm kind of tired of Daniel yeah. Craig. <laughs> How are you tired of Daniel Bond. Craig? I love Daniel Craig. No, like he's great when he's not Bond. I don't really like his Bond. He's a great actor, though. Like Logan Lucky, fantastic. Um, uh, oh, Knives Out, best part fantastic. of the
0: movie, or one of the best parts of the movie,
2: yeah. When he can, like, ham it up and be a different character, it's great. His Bond's just kind of stuffy. I don't know. I think it's a lot of it's the direction. It's not him, specifically. Like, I mean, if he was in the more campy Bond realm of, like, you know, the Pierce Brosnan era, for example, I think he would have had a lot more fun. But it's just this more gritty, realistic Bond take. He doesn't yeah, get to do Yeah, we're much. still waiting for that final movie to release. But... Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2021 is going to be a rough year for games and movies oh,
1: that's yeah. for
2: sure oh yeah yeah I'm excited for this everything I hear about it makes me more excited I love James Bond games
0: Uh, I'm not the biggest James Bond fan I think I maybe have seen a Pierce Bronson movie on TNT once when I was like a teenager just never cared for him I mean obviously GoldenEye was like a revolutionary thing but like that was for the multiplayer uh, at the time yeah, fucking odd job fuck you mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean that's cool that we're getting a new James Bond game I feel like we're overdue I mean like now we're we're, isn't Mm Bethesda and they say they're working on a um, Indiana Jones game and now we're getting a uh, was it Bethesda right yeah yeah and then first person Indiana Jones fuck off Um, and then Uh, now we're getting uh, a James Bond um, it may not be first person but
2: I don't know yeah Um, I hope it is first person I don't like the third person ones as much uh, but considering this is the Hitman developers, it'll probably note. Justin engine, wants me to vomit while playing Indiana Jones. Writing it down. Okay, I'm gonna out to Carol and HR. No, Indiana Jones, I think should be third person. James Bond, I think should be okay. First that's
0: person. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just make it
2: campy. I would say make it just fun. the best ones are don't
0: first make person. don't make it gritty. Make it give me the cool what? gadgets. Give me like the laser watch and you know give oh, me yeah. the gadgets. You know that's just what, what, you know yeah. Give me the dur 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 you know the music. Oh my god, wouldn't it be cool if every time you load on a mission, it did the whole dun, like, dun, 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 dun. like every time, and it's like mission this, and then you go in like a PS2 game. Do it, do it. Um, That'd be cool. I love it.
2: Make, just stylize. Yeah, the just crap do out it. Of it.
0: Make it a huge love letter to like those old Bond movies, and like this what,
2: if, especially if that's what they're going with. I mean, it sounds like that's what they want to do. You know, they 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 want to feel it deep inside. So <laughs> they want to feel Bond. They want to feel that Bond deep inside them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they need the passion. Damn it, they want a bond. God damn
1: bond.
0: it, family friendly. We are family friendly. <laughs> um, no, we're not. No, we're not. Um, here we've never been family friendly. All right. Uh, anything? Any other? Anybody else got some news tidbits they want to share before we close out the first show of the new era? Uh, I got nothing. Uh, I don't All think right. So.
2: so, everybody. Uh, Justin, plug your crap. that's my line um i am zero score on all the places um as it says down here i forgot i had this stuff on screen because i don't like i don't look at it when when thomas was doing it so like we give our twitter handles and stuff but they're they're on screen at all times but anyway whatever i'm zero score on all the places twitter youtube twitch uh you're already here so you know there's that um Like I said, I'm mostly just streaming right now. Uh, I did put out a new video, what was it, last week, I think, on a um, VR beat-em-up game that my brother and I played. Um, That was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to do more. He just got, like, a VR-capable PC, um, so we should be able to work out some of the kinks we were having last time and be able to do some cooler stuff now that we're both going to be, like, running the, you know, the PC version of Oculus games. Um, They should talk to each other a little bit better, so... Um, I would run better. better that stuff, but run that's better. no, pretty you much run it better right now. No, you run better. From... That's how that's how they talk. <laughs> it was a weird thing where it's like I guess because I was on PC and he was on like you know quote unquote mobile like the just the Quest wireless like our our headsets weren't talking to each other like we could play together but like we literally couldn't talk to each other. Technology is weird. Um. All right. Yeah. Tyler. You can
1: follow me frame. on Twitter at hey Tie. You can see it right here, or is it right here? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't have the stream up. Um, if you follow the pinned tweet for uh, the latest episode in my video review series, tire Shoes Reviews, which is the, the video for Tekken 3. I've done the first three uh, games in the series so far. And I'm taking a little break from that, and I am working on uh, the next episode as we speak on uh, Digimon Rumble Arena for the PlayStation 1 because I want to focus on PlayStation 1 fighters for the uh, meantime. Also, we have Atomic Shot. Uh, The episode for uh, Kong Skull Island should be coming up tonight. Uh, I don't know if uh, the King of the Monsters episode will be going up around the same time, but uh, that's all edited and done. Uh, We're really close to uh, finishing uh, Atomic Shot. Uh, We just got a few movies left, and uh, we got uh, some... uh, future projects in the works so uh look forward to that as well
0: and of course you can follow me at twitter.com says marvelous iggy for all things related to the self-proclaimed marvelous one um mortal uh earthbound won the poll that i i ran uh for which video you guys want to see me do next on either earthbound or mortal combat and i'm gonna talk about childhood nostalgia so there you go um in, in earthbound a game that i had that was burned by my mother in 1995 Anyways, um, besides that, uh, so look forward to that. I'm going to try to have that. Like, literally burnt Yes, I'm not joking. Um, and uh, yeah. uh, I'll probably have that out by the end of April. That's going to be my goal, so that'll keep on with my one video a month. Maybe be- before the end of April, but definitely before April is over. Um, and, of course, uh, catch me live at twitch.tv slash 2814 where I stream live three times a week uh, at Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Wednesdays at roughly 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, and uh, yeah, well, me, and Tyler, me and Tyler will probably be playing Monster Hunter now that we're both addicted to it. Um, probably. We're probably doing that on Wednesdays instead of Super Mario World. Sorry, <laughs> I know we promised 100, percent but Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. Um, and uh, uh I'll probably go back to Chrono Trigger and Indivisible on back on my uh, Sunday and um, and Tuesday slots. Uh, and of course, Tyler put the Atomic Shot. Uh, Thomas and I are planning on continuing the wrestling show, uh, but uh, similar to the because of the state of the the, uh, the WWE streaming service shutting down and moving over to the, the, the Peacock, uh, we'll be doing it every other week versus every week. Sure. Um, so uh, it will be doing exclusively WrestleManias uh, going forward. Uh, so that's the plan. That might change, uh, but at least that's the plan for now. So if you want to hear Thomas uh, come do the uh, come do the uh, with the wrestling show, come there. Uh, I think that's going to do it, guys. Uh, I think that was a good show for the first one. Um, I'm sure we'll get better as we go along. Or I'll just c- c- throw myself in a dumpster fire. Uh, thank you all for watching. Watching? Thank you all for watching. The watching Washington. Washington and listening
1: and
2: saying like combined oh,
0: words. The English language is a tricky It's Mark Wahlberg. Word. Thank you what? all.
2: No. <laughs> who watches the watchman? Yes. Thank you all for coming <laughs> by.
0: We will see you all next week. Same charge time, same charge channel. Until next time, guys, stay charged.